Welcome to Leading from Alignment, a weekly podcast from Converge Coaching, where our passion is to help you lead better, lead longer, and enjoy it more. Hello and welcome again to another episode of Leading from Alignment, a podcast designed to help your leadership do so much more and to do it in a healthy way. And with us today, once again, we want to welcome uh, our leadership guru, friend, and co-host, John Obaluski. How are you? Uh, Jim, I'm doing great. It's really good to be here with you today. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm excited about uh, the topic for episode number 21 here because I think two reasons. One is I've suffered from this and... If I had only known then what I know now, I would have at least seen it coming and had a fair fight. The other thing is really a lot we're going to talk about. It's not something you read in a book. It's something you've you've gone through and experienced. Right. So why don't you tell us? I, you're the expert in the room, and we're all listening. What, what is it that 21 has for us here today? So the title is How to Know if Burnout is Near and Then What to Do About It. Uh, Barna came up, uh, did a landmark study Actually, three years ago, Jim, it was yeah. published of uh, 14,000 Protestant lead pastors in the United States. And uh, one of the stats that came out of that was 37% of lead pastors are at medium to high risk wow. of burnout. Wow. And, and here's the thing about burnout. Getting healed up is not like flipping a switch. Right. Uh, it takes longer to recover than you imagine. Yeah. I've heard people say if you're tired, take a nap. If you're exhausted, there's a lot more involved. If you're burned out... There's a whole nother level to, to get better. Yeah. I, you know, I think one of, the, one of the things that I dealt with when I was in this phase of burnout is if I'm angry, I know what that feels like. If I'm happy, if I'm sad, I, these, these things have feelings attached to them. And I was burned out. I, nothing felt like anything. You could say there's a million dollars and I'd say thank you. And you could say your dog just got hit by a car. And I'm like, thank you. I, there was no, I didn't feel anything. I remember holding a, a newborn baby in my arms. A staff member just had a child that was born held the baby in my arms, and I said all the right things. Oh, he's beautiful. He's perfect. So happy for you guys. And the whole time I'm realizing I'm not feeling anything I'm right. saying. I'm saying it because I've I've programmed myself to know what to say in times like this, yep. but I don't feel any of it. It scared me. That's why I started going, I, I have an issue. So beyond that, like, how do you know? How, what are the symptoms? Before we fall into full-blown, I need a month off, a sabbatical, or I have to quit, and right. do something else or something worse happens like depression how do we know burnout's coming our way so uh jim i'd like to just uh, kind of make a differentiation between burnout and depression yeah. and then we'll jump into that yeah um you know i was burning out and didn't know it and i and i i burned out and didn't know i was burned out until i slammed into the wall right. of suicidal depression many many years ago hmm. and i think the difference between burnout and depression and and, and i think minds could argue about this right uh -huh. uh, people who i respect might disagree yeah. but if you're burned out as a leader usually you can function in other areas of your life right uh, when you're dealing with major depression, it impacts your functionality in every area of life. Mm -hmm. And you get that far down the road. Now we're talking, we're not talking months, Jim. Right. We're talking years. Right. Uh, of, of recovery. So If you do the work, it's years. If you do the work, yeah. right. A absolutely. You do yeah. all the right things and you'll, you'll see rec full recovery probably in three years, four years. That's how right. long it takes if you get that far down the road. Right. So we want to obviously help yeah. anybody who's listening today. To not go down that road and, and to be, we want to be preventive, right? Right. Um, so here's a here's how you can know if burnout is near. It's not an exhaustive list. I'm just going to give you some of the most common right. symptoms I observe, and I'd like to hear your thoughts on these yeah. too. Uh, so here's here's the first one: when your week feels like a gauntlet <laughs> instead of something you're looking forward to. Right. Um, 
You know, I, Jim, I absolutely love what I do for a living. Yeah. I, I love it. But when I, but when I'm looking at an upcoming week and I think, how am I going to get through that week right. and don't want to even start the week, I may be operating on less than a full emotional tank. Right. Right. I know one of the things that I've had experience with is I, I start putting off those hard conversations we talked yeah. about. Uh, I start, I, I stop dreaming because it takes energy. I don't have emotional capital that's not there. And then I'll go on a vacation for a week or, or, or two weeks. I get that sleep. I get that time away. I put my phone down. And by the time I come back, I'm wondering why I was so overwhelmed with, yeah. I'm ready to have those three conversations and make that one decision that makes all the difference in the world. So I, I think, I think again, there's that, that thought of it. We would just, just pace our souls at a more natural inhaling and exhaling pace that we don't, we don't have to get away for two weeks. We can actually live in a, in a state of just health right. in our emotions. Yeah, absolutely. What else do you got there? Uh, here's a second one, a second symptom, and that is heightened ir- irritability. Well, that just ticks me off. You even said that, yeah. John. I'm, I'm mad about <laughs> right. it. Yeah. Okay, maybe we need to take that offline later, right? We'll, <laughs> we'll figure out what's going on with you, Jim. Um, I think a lot of leaders, especially in the church, uh, confuse irritability with immaturity. Hmm. Um, I mean, it's possible that you, your ir- irritability means you need to mature. I mean, I think that's possible. But I think a lot of times, at least the people that we work with, yeah. you know, we're working with leaders who really have matured. I mean, they're really mature yeah. guys. They're seasoned guys. They've, they've, they've actually grown up. And, and yet they find themselves out of proportionately irritated. Right over things right and when that's happening give me an example we're we're mad at our kids we're mad at our staff or or just the person cuts us off in traffic and our reaction is is over the top all three okay right (laughs) so anything it's just a shorter fuse yes exactly yeah yeah it can happen in any it it can happen in any part of your life if you're noticing man that i mean that that reaction was way overboard right that's a signal that doesn't mean you're burnout but it's a signal that maybe you're heading in that direction. Right. I picture uh, like Bruce Banner and the in the yeah. you know, what is it the Avengers or whatever you know. As you you better turn in the Hulk. He goes that's you know you better get angry right away. Because that's my secret. I'm always angry. Like if you're if that's your superpower is you're always angry. Mm-hmm. Um, and you have to be angry. I, I know anger gives us that power to overcome things that are overcoming us. It's a secondary emotion. It's not we're not always angry. We're jealous, so we get angry, or we're frustrated, so we get angry. Yeah. We reach to it to be more powerful. I. I think if you're if you find yourself reaching for anger on a regular basis, something is wrong. You got it. Yeah. Absolutely right. What else you got? Let me give you two right in a row here, um, and then maybe you could uh, uh, comment a little bit on them, Jim. I think the third one is difficulty concentrating or focusing, mm-hmm. um, and then the fourth one, which I think is tied into this somewhat, is is chronic fatigue. Right, just a constantly feeling right. tired. And a good night's sleep doesn't cure it. A, a, yeah. a real day off doesn't remedy it. Maybe even a week off. Yeah, uh, for vacation doesn't fix it. So those yeah. two, I think, are the, and they, I think they kind of fit together. So this difficulty yeah. concentrating and this chronic fatigue. Yeah, I was with a, a group of pastors the other day, a, 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 an internationally known pastor being one of the speakers that was talking. Small group of people, real honored to be in the room. And I, I won't say it is out of out of honor to him, but he was talking about he was so disappointed. He just took ten days off, the longest vacation he's ever had. It was to get rest. His coach had helped him do that. He got there, he couldn't sleep. He was his mind kept racing. He said, I. I'm so angry. I'm so disappointed. I'm so, I thought, buddy, you better step out mm-hmm. and, and like you need to unplug. I don't know that he will, but I'm, I'm fearful yeah. for him because I, we've had these conversations. Like if you don't, 
If you don't find that more natural rhythm, if you can't go camping, look at a campfire and be asleep by seven o'clock at night because of the melatonin that's naturally produced in your brain sitting by a campfire, something's wrong. Like yeah. if you can't turn it off, you're at a pace you were, you were not created to sustain. Absolutely. Yeah. And I think that, that sense of always being tired, always being irritable, um, that that uh, concentrating and focusing. You gave us some statistics on what happens at, as we work over our eight-hour limit or whatever. Yeah, that was a few is. podcasts ago. I think all of a right. sudden, like I'm I'm working as hard as I'm giving it 100, percent but I'm only getting 30 percent or 40 percent return right. instead of 100 percent return. Yeah, that's learning how to do more in our day um, by do by using less, if you will, not yeah. not overtaxing our our batteries is so important. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. I think you got another one there for us. Yeah, you? let me give you one more. Uh, insomnia yeah. or hypersomnia. Hypersomnia is I can't get out of bed. Insomnia is I can't fall asleep. Mm. Um, you know, when I was uh, really uh, heading toward burnout, that was one of the uh, presenting symptoms that was yeah. really causing me problems. I, I was sleeping maybe an hour and a half, two hours wow. a night, Jim. I just could not wow. fall asleep. And then when I did, I only slept for a little bit and I was right back up. And how long did that, it started on a certain day where you noticed it, but how long did yeah. that, was that a year I mean, it was happening. Or? It was happening probably a couple times a week, you know, for uh, a year, and then it was every night. Wow. And that's when I was close wow. to the depression. Oh, so uh, about, yeah. about three or four months of that, one to two hours a night. Uh, so if you're, if you're struggling to sleep or uh, you're sleeping way too much and you just can't get yourself out of bed, again, that doesn't necessarily mean you're burnout, but... It could mean something's wrong. You're on the way, and and yeah. so I think if you're re- if you've been wrestling with maybe two or more of these symptoms over the course of several weeks in a row, pay attention. Yeah, because burnout might be knocking on your door. That you know, recognizing I've you know I've got a yellow light that comes up on my dashboard. It's not a red one. It's it's yellow. It yeah. means something's going to happen if I don't do something. I had in the one of those future. last week, by the yeah. way. So. <laughs> you know, put air in your tire. It's time to yep. change your oil. There's, there's, a, there's a sensor. Like when we realize something's on our radar, something's on our dashboard and it's blinking at us, we do have a, a short season to figure out before it becomes red. And now we're damaging our engine. Now our transmission's That's blowing right. up. Now we've blown a tire. What, what do we do? If you realize that you said, you know, one or two of these symptoms going on for a, a little bit of time, what, what's like, if we've just recognized through that list, the man, I, I don't have sleeping. I'm irritable. Right. My, my family says I'm, I'm changing. Like what, what do we do now? So, Jim, I'd like to give three words, and then I want to go back and explain each one of those, and we can kind of take them apart. Uh, Here's three words I want everybody who's listening to to get. The first one is ownership. The second one is network. Mm -hmm. And the third one is rhythms. So let's talk about ownership for a minute. Leaders need to take ownership for their emotional well-being. I mean, no one else will do that for them. Um, They own, you own your own emotional health. So if you're in a church, your board won't do that for you. Your staff won't do that for you. Your congregation won't do that for you, nor should they do that for you. You own that part of your life. I mean, they may even work against you, right? If people don't know you're hurting, the demands won't slow down. Right. And and sometimes people don't really know what the ministry is and what the ministry does. So I've been working all day and now I'm at this Bible study. You had all day off to get ready for this Bible study. You, there's not a lot of sympathy in, in ignorance, if you will. I don't mean mm-hmm. to call people ignorant, but they don't know. They don't know what they don't know. Sure. So that's it is up to us. There isn't anybody that's going to come in and, and right. make us take a week off vacation or whatever. We have to do it proactively. Right. And so if a pastor comes to us and they're complaining about their congregation or board, we're very compassionate. But one of the first things we say is, look, you're in charge of this. Yeah. 
you have 100% charge of this part. So the ownership right. is really that first word I want everybody to grab onto. And they say network. What does that mean? So I think this, Jim, leading for the long haul and doing it, leading well for the long haul comes with uh, uh, only with a strong relational network. Mm-hmm. And so when I talk about network, I'm, th- I'm thinking about it holistically. Mm-hmm. So my doctor is in my network. Gotcha. I have a counselor yeah. who's in my network. I don't see my counselor all the time, but when I need him, yeah. uh, he's there for me. I have, a, I have a couple of mentors in my life. They're part of my network. I need them. They're guys that are a little bit farther down the road than I am. They've seen more, done more, right. and, uh, and, and hit a few more hurdles. Right. Um, and then yeah. in that network, I have some deep friendships right. just to help me uh, have fun, uh, to process life. And, and so I think this, I think you need a network if you want to be emotionally and mentally healthy because yeah. that kind of, I don't think mental health, emotional health develops in a vacuum. Right. Absolutely. I, and that's why God puts us in community. That's, that's why it's not good for Adam to be alone. Correct. That's why through Eve, there's the ability to create a, families and friends and, and mentors and tormentors that make us what we are. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. So we got ownership, network, and what's, what's the third let, one? Let me give you one more, and I'm yeah. going to kind of go quick on this one. And maybe we'll do another pod where this is all we talk about. But yeah. uh, pastors and leaders need healthy rhythms. So yeah. when I think about rhythms, I think about work-rest rhythm, you mm-hmm. know, a daily rhythm where – you punch out at a certain time in a day, and it can't be 10 o'clock at night every night. <laughs> right. Um, a, a weekly rhythm where you take a Sabbath, an annual rhythm where you have a real vacation that you detach uh, right. from work. Um, think about things like margin when it comes to this, this rhythm. Do you have any? Right. Is there any white space in your calendar? And if you don't, you need to ask yourself the question, why don't I? Right. Uh, so that's a rhythm. Uh, physical rhythms, sleep, uh, exercise, good nutrition, you know, getting your body moving, uh, spiritual rhythms, Jim, things like, well, here's the way I put it, having daily moments of meaningful connection with God. Yeah. And then, and then relational rhythms, as we mentioned earlier, you know, some relationships that fill our bucket up that, that uh, help us. But we don't always need to be around people. You know, sometimes yeah. we, we need solitude <laughs> sometimes, right? Yeah. But we don't need solitude all the time. Right, and so right. that's, that's what I'm talking about. Mm. In, in the rhythm area. And I think we could really, really explore that probably in a deeper way sometime down the road here. Or you were saying that I'm just thinking like inhaling, like a fresh breath of air. So I go right. for a walk by myself because there's something refreshing about that solitude. I, I get together with you for coffee because there's something refreshing uh, about that company, you know, right. and about that fellowship. It's and knowing what those are. And I don't think there's ever a, I, I figured it out. This is the exact rhythm. So you're always going to be playing with it, right? That's right. And pain tells you, uh, you know, if I'm mm-hmm. not breathing right, there's a pain that develops in my head, in my heart, my lungs that says you need more air yeah. and, I, and you got to go find it. So pain's going to be our teacher here when we realize we're not, we're not doing very well. Right. Some, something's not working like the other symptoms we talked about. And that's when it's time to fill those buckets up. And so in some of our upcoming pods uh, later yeah. this year, we're going to do a deep dive, Jim, into yeah. a preventative a preventive approach to mental and emotional health. Right so just to tip that off, some, somewhere down maybe in the next month or two, right uh, we'll be doing some of those. So, Good. Yeah. Looking forward to it. It's funny, as you know, you and I are dear friends, and we talk about this stuff all the time. Every time we talk, I learn something new. Mm. So thank you for checking me and reminding me and encouraging me to, to be a healthy, you know, pastor, certainly, you know, 
husband, father, grandfather. It's, it doesn't just happen by accident. So thanks for always always being my coach. Yeah, Appreciate you. It's my you. pleasure. It's my pleasure. On the next podcast coming up, we've got another topic. We'll just kind of close up, and that's just waving goodbye to people pleasing. And I, I don't think that really requires a lot of conversation. I, I don't think so. I think that's pretty <laughs> self-explanatory, and that's what we're going to be dealing with in our next. You podcast. want to talk about emotional health? You got. You have to listen to the next one if you're going to be if you're going to live in that emotional health. Absolutely. So until next time, John, tell us one more time. How do we get a hold of you if we want to have a further conversation about this or really any topic? Easiest way is go to our website, uh, click on the contact button, mm-hmm. and uh, shoot us an email, and that'll start the conversation. And what's, what's the website? Convergecoach.com. Dot com. Everybody, thank you so much for joining us. Thanks, John, for your wisdom, as always. And we look forward to talking to you again very soon in episode 22.